Hello, and welcome to Beyond Lithium, the podcast that looks at the future of clean energy storage beyond the third element. I'm your host, Nate Kirchhofer. In today's episode, I'm joined by Mark Wanamaker, Business Development Manager at Lockheed Martin Energy Storage. In that role, Mark oversees marketing and sales of energy storage solutions from Lockheed Martin Gridstar Flow Battery Systems, which are an innovative redox flow battery designed for long-duration energy storage. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nate. It's good to have you here. So I tend to think of Lockheed Martin as an aerospace company working on rockets and things mm -hmm. like that. And I'm curious how energy storage and flow batteries fits into Lockheed Martin's mission and purpose. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. So Lockheed Martin has a long history in energy, about 80 years providing nuclear instrumentation and controls for the Navy nuclear fleet, as well as commercial nuclear customers like power plant operators. We've also been providing advanced batteries for our space programs. And in the past, we've been a, an integrator of lead acid and lithium ion batteries. But the important thing to think about here is we think that energy security is a critical part of a national security program. You know, you can't be secure without electricity. I didn't realize that Lockheed had been in the business of energy storage for so long. So, it, I mean, it mm -hmm. makes sense. And you've been thinking about it from that sort of large scale energy security perspective for a long time. So I guess that's tied in to your partnership with the U.S. Army. And I know this from doing a little bit of research, but the Army is interested in flow batteries. And I think there's a project in Colorado Springs in particular that might be interesting to talk about if you can shed some insight on that sure well the army's very interested in resiliency you know energy security and through this replacement of diesel reciprocating backup generation for a no carbon future they also see microgrid applications which you know also serves as a resiliency function so what we're doing right now with the army at, at the fort carson army base is a one megawatt 10 hour grid star load system that's going to be part of a two-year test program for the Army and the Department of Defense. We're going to be uh, utilizing uh, Pacific Northwest National Laboratory protocols for operation and deployment of this system. And it's now under construction, should be finished by early next summer of next year. Okay, wow. So that's pretty accelerated time frame. I mean, a lot of these yeah. large energy storage projects take a while to permit and get steel in the ground, so to speak. So that's really exciting that you have strong momentum and, and such a, a fast uh, pathway. I wonder maybe that's why the Army is so interested in Gridstar uh, over some other alternatives. And I know that there's a few different types of flow batteries in the market. So my question is, what is Lockheed Martin's Gridstar value proposition that the Army was so attracted by? And can you tell me what you would share in terms of that value proposition with other business prospects? Yeah, so Lockheed Martin was awarded this project in a formal solicitation from the Department of Defense that was run by the uh, Army Corps of Engineers Engineering Research and Development Center Construction Engineering Research Lab, which is called CERL or Erdic CERL. And again, it's a one megawatt, 10 hour system. I don't know mo much more about the process itself, but they do have experience with a, a small flow battery at Fort Leonard Wood that's been around for several years. But 
Lockheed Martin's unique value proposition is aqueous electrolytes with no fire risk, degradation not based on use case or state of charge, doesn't need thermal management. The, the electrolyte is a relatively mild pH, which leads to a lower cost balance of plant. And it's, you know, a long life solution and it's backed by Lockheed Martin Corp. So I think the Army was really looking at improving safety, needed long duration discharge. And I think one thing they see here is easier material sourcing. Yeah, you touched on quite a few excellent value propositions. It's similar to uh, some of the things that we work on here at Biozen because mm -hmm. we're, we're working on aqueous soluble organic materials, uh, which is a, a adjacent, I would say, to what you're doing. Um, yes. Dived into some patents. And so I know a decent amount about your technology and some of these materials that you're talking about. But I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit more about some of those specifics, like what are your electrolyte materials exactly, or as much as you can share, and how did you go about choosing them? Yeah, I can't com comment about exactly what they are, but they we call them common earth transition metals, or essentially construction materials. So they're inexpensive components with no sourcing supply chain or sustainability risks, and it's a non-corrosive electrolyte. So we bought a company called Sun Catalytics that was spun out of MIT. We bought them in 2014. So they had the basics of this material, and so we've been commercializing it ever since. Okay, excellent. Yeah, and I think you touched on a lot of the materials features that we need for mm -hmm. truly sustainable and grid integrable large-scale batteries they need to be non-flammable but no yep. thermal management there's a lot of things that are tied into it and i think it's just it lends a, val a level of credence to the pursuit of these batteries to have lockheed working on it you know one thing you mentioned is that the army was really interested in lockheed martin because it's backed by lockheed martin's corporation is there an additional aspect of insurance or like guarantees that lockheed provides about that that is is possible because of your extensive expertise or your corporation specifically well we haven't gotten into that yet since we haven't done a full commercial deployment but naturally we'll negotiate on that with with each and every customer in each project gotcha so it, when you're thinking about those other projects what what other use cases do you see Gridstar Flowtech being best suited for? Yeah, so I call this a zero emission load following dispatchable resource. So there's a big value in its flexibility and then in what's called the value stack itself, the products that it can provide, what you can derive from it, which includes capacity, obviously energy for energy arbitrage, uh, a wide variety of ancillary services, including you know frequency response type short duration, and just the ability to utilize wind or solar to craft a seven by 24 renewable energy product, which is called green baseload. So to create your portfolio around this, whether it's for hourly matching or, or sales to a commercial and industrial type customer, it could also be used for transmission and distribution deferral and, and microgrid applications. That's, it's interesting to hear you mention all of those different applications, because I think a lot of times flow batteries are positioned as though they're only really good for long duration energy storage, which is over six hours, maybe six to 12, maybe even longer. 
And mm-hmm. so what I'm hearing you say is that these flow batteries are actually good on an hourly basis, or they could be used as maybe like peaker plant replacements as well. Is that, am I representing yeah, that correctly? Exactly. Or even a combined cycle plant replacement. There's hmm. a number of places in the country where you can't build that stuff anymore. Right. It's just too many rules against it. Or in some states, there's gas infrastructure uh, problems. There's just no more room on the pipe. So yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay. I think that's actually a novel insight that I hadn't heard before or heard somebody say mm-hmm. out loud from the business case perspective. But I think that just makes the case that flow batteries are even a stronger choice than I had realized relative to something like lithium ion because they can serve the different market segments at different durations. They're still cost beneficial and we're seeing traction as evidenced by Lockheed Martin participating in it too. So I want to flip to the customer point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking about procuring energy storage systems. What are some of the things that you would advise a potential flow battery adopter or purchaser that's looking to make a strong case with their stakeholders? Yeah, I would say look at the history, how a company has moved through pilot projects into, you know, early commercial and then fully commercial projects. I think that's important. I know it's pretty early for everybody in this business, but there's a path that everybody's following right now. Uh, Of course, I always emphasize bankability with Lockheed Martin, but the flexibility of our system, particularly in comparison with lithium ion, whether that be four or eight hour systems, you know, the ability to change as markets evolve. And we also like to talk about with this redox type flow battery that we have, separation of power and energy is also important to to enable you to not have to overpurchase either power or energy to get the solution that's an exact fit for you. That makes sense. I think Mm -hmm. the thing that people have maybe read about if they've read about flow batteries is that the power is proportional to the size of the electrodes, whereas the energy capacity is proportional to the size of tanks of liquid in this redox flow battery. And so you can scale those two pieces of the battery independently, which means I could have a high power, low energy cell, or I could have a low power, high energy cell. And therefore you can tune it without, you know, significant marginal increases in cost. And so it ends up being really flexible. And I think that's what you mean by flexible in this case, right? Correct. I tell people, well, you can, you know, we could do a one megawatt, 20 hour battery if you mm-hmm. wanted it. It would take a lot of room, but you know, that's the type of flexibility. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think those metrics get overlooked in place of things like levelized cost of storage or, you know, right. the capex of something. And I think while levelized cost is important and capex is important, you also have to think about how many times am I actually cycling this thing per day? Because if we're doing a levelized cost analysis, it's divided by the number of cycles over time. And Mm -hmm. if you're only cycling it once per week, you're dividing by a smaller number. And so your levelized cost looks larger, but there's other advantages such as being able to tune your battery to a specific application that I think all have to be tied in when we're considering what we're trying to procure for a specific project. So I appreciate those insights as well. Let's say one of our listeners right now is interested in learning more about Gridstar flow batteries or wants to get in touch with you or Lockheed Martin about these batteries. What's the best way to get in touch? Well, they can Google Lockheed Martin Energy Storage Solutions, and that'll take them directly to our website. And they can reach out to me either through LinkedIn or on my email address. Mark, M-A-R-K dot J dot 
Wanamaker, W-A-N-A-M-A-K-E-R, at lmco.com. Always happy to talk to folks. I love to talk about this truly exciting business. I agree. And I think there's a mm -hmm. ton of momentum as we saw when you and I met in July in Atlanta for the Energy Storage Grand Challenge Summit hosted by the DOE, where they've set pretty audacious goals for flow batteries. But I think there's a pathway there. And there's also a ton of funding coming online for it as well. So I'm sure you have extra insights about those sorts of things that people would, would be happy to talk to you about. I think the insights that you've provided have really been eye-opening. I want to thank you for your time and sharing information about these batteries in the marketplace. Well, thank you, Nate. Those are some great questions, and I'm excited to be on your show here. Thanks a lot. And thanks to you for tuning in. Again, I'm Nate Kirchhofer, co-founder and CEO of Biosyn Batteries, which produces this show as part of the Clean Power Media Group. My guest today was Mark Wanamaker, Business Development Manager at Lockheed Martin Energy Storage. If you would like to interact more, please visit cleanpower.media or send us an email at hello at biozenbatteries.com. Please write a comment, like, follow, share, or even leave us a voice message on your favorite episodes. Many thanks to Curtis Warden for the great theme music and Abe Mesrich for help with all the little things behind the scenes. Be sure to join us next time on the Beyond Lithium podcast. Thank you.